Hello and welcome to Tales from the Forge, a Starsworn solo RPG campaign. I'm your host, Greg. I'm also your player, the GM. I'm pretty much everything around here. I'm glad that you got through the last episode. I got a new microphone I'm trying out. We'll see how this one goes. The last time, we ended up coming up with the truths for our forge, the background information that we need of how we got here, how things work. We also went and made up our hero. His name is Karthik Savala. He uh, is a young, attractive person. He's also an armored bounty hunter and basically a walking armory. He has a starship that he's named the Herald of Doom, and he got this starship. He traded away precious family heirloom, and he kind of got screwed in the trade because this starship is not a good starship. The gravity generator tends to not work at inopportune times. Right when he needs it to work, it's probably going to go off. And next thing you know, he's going to be floating around the spaceship. It's also got exposed cables everywhere. And it's just just a piece of junk. However, for those of you who have ever had a piece of junk car for your first car, you didn't care that it was a piece of junk car because it was your piece of junk car. And that's kind of way, the way that Karthik sees this spaceship, the Herald of Doom. So the next thing that we're going to do, and hopefully it won't take us too long, and this will be a little bit of a shorter episode, and then we can get into actually playing the game. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm already playing the game, because like I said the last episode, prep is play. So I'm getting all kinds of ideas just from knowing what the background is, uh, some of the roles we came up to make Karthik. So we've already been playing it. But the next step is to create the sector that we're going to start in. A sector is either a settled portion of the forge or an explored portion of the forge. And then the first step in creating your sector is to decide what region your sector is going to be in. And there are four different regions that you can choose from. There's the Terminus, the Outlands, the Expanse, and the Void. Now, Terminus, Terminus is that core section that is the most heavily populated. Chances are the governmental seat is going to be there. Whatever kind of law they have here or whatever kind of government, that's probably where the capital is going to be. Most companies or operations probably have their headquarters there in the Terminus. So it's it's a very densely populated place. The Outlands, the Outlands are a settled region. However, it's not heavily populated. There aren't a lot of settlements there. Think almost like what the Wild West would have been. There wasn't a lot of people in the American West when everybody started going out that way. It's kind of a a wild frontier. The next region you could start in is the Expanse, and this is a place where hardly anybody has went here. 
you're talking this is pushing the frontier out to where only the most bold people, the most daring explorers have pushed into the expanse at this point. There's not going to be really hardly any settlements at all. It's going to be mostly empty planets, maybe a settlement here and there, but really nothing to note for. And those settlements are going to be extremely, extremely small, maybe just mining settlements, and that's going to be about it. And then the fourth region that your sector could be in is the void. The void is literally nothing. It is, I shouldn't say literally nothing because there are planets there, there are stars, there are cosmic wonders there, but there's no people. So the void is kind of for starting out. The void's not a good place to start. In fact, in the Starforged rulebook, Sean actually says with the void, don't start your campaign here because it would be very, very difficult. There's really going to be honestly nothing for you to do there unless you have like a a mission or a goal or one of your vows takes you there. Chances are you were never going to go into the void. So out of those, well, four, I was going to say three, but out of those four regions, I'm thinking more along the Outlands, that our sector is going to be in the Outlands because the Outlands are going to be a little bit more wild with us being a bounty hunter. Chances are this is where we're probably going to get a lot of our our missions, our vows, our bounties from someone probably in the Terminus sector or whatever sector is in the Terminus And chances are these bounties have fled to the Outlands or honestly even into the Expanse we may go in that way to try to find these people and bring them back either to justice or I haven't quite decided. I've been bouncing back and forth with a couple of ideas of why Karthik is a bounty hunter. Is he a relatively good guy that just wants to see justice done and these people who have done wrong face justice? Or is he in it for the money? Or is it a combination of both? I'm leaning a little bit more, especially with how he acquired the Herald of Doom. I'm leaning a little bit more into he's in it for the money. If he does good... That just happens to be kind of a byproduct of what he does. He's not really interested in a greater moral obligation to do these things. It's more of this stuff is fun to do and I can make some pretty good coin off of this. So I'm thinking that's more what he what he's what I'm leaning towards. So the first thing that we do after we've picked what region we're going to be in is we're going to decide what settlements are there. In the rule book for the Outlands, it suggests that you start with three settlements. And we're going to do these settlements a little bit different than how we would normally do them once we start the game. This is just to get, I'll just read right from the rule book, It says, no, this doesn't represent a standard for how you'll populate other sectors as you explore the forge. 
It just gives us something manageable for this exercise. So we're going to start with three settlements and we are going to look up for all three of them. We're going to look up the settlement name, the settlement location, the population, the authority, and the settlement projects that we can do. So for each one, we're going to be rolling five different things. So I'm going to bring up my Stargazer app and we're going to the Outlands. So, on our first one, I'm going to look up the location first. So, the first one is going to be a planet-side location. The population is going to be hundreds. The authority that they have, they're going to have a corrupt authority. And the projects, on the projects, we're supposed to roll one or two times. So, let's see what the first one is. Salvage. Okay, and what's the second one they do? Salvage and shipbuilding. That sounds pretty cool. And then the name, it's going to be named the Spire or Spire. So let's go over to the sector and let's put this somewhere. It's planet side. It's got hundreds of people in it. So I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit more on the fringes. All right, so we're going to put this on the fringes of the map. There's a hex grid on the sector tab for the Stargazer app, and it goes from each cell is named H, and then the column number, and then the row number. So it goes from H00 all the way up to H2212. So that way, just in case you want to, I guess, play along at home and you can kind of decide or make your own map so you can kind of get a visualization of what we're doing. I'm going to put the Spire at H174. And this is really nice because a couple clicks of the button and it's on there. And it copied over all of the information that I have that I've come up with so far. It allows me to go further in that and I can add whatever I want to it later on. So this is this is a very good app for those of you who are wanting to use this app. It's it's online. He was talking on Reddit a few weeks ago that eventually he wants to make a downloadable app for your computer, but I know on my phone I was able to download it off of my Chrome browser on my phone, and it's at nbalton.uk slash apps slash stargazer. If you go to that, it will bring up everything that you want. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but you spell that N-B-O-U-G-H ton.uk forward slash apps forward slash stargazer. And he also came up with one for Ironsworn that is almost exactly the same, different oracles on it, uh, different aesthetic to it. And both of those, I, I use both of them and they are very well put together and I absolutely love them. So now we've got our first settlement. So I'm going to clear out everything on that. And we're going to go to our second settlement. 
and this one is also going to be planet side. Its population is going to be thousands. Its authority is going to be tolerant. And the projects, engineering, and agriculture. And the name of this settlement is Janus. Or Janus? Probably Janus. So I'm thinking this is going to be a little bit more towards the middle of the sector. I'm going to put it in cell H86. So we've made two settlements so far. Both of them happen to be planet side, which is odd. I don't think I've ever actually had two planet side ones. So we've got the Spire and we've got Janus. So our last settlement that we need to roll for is Deep Space. And its population is going to be thousands. Its authority is ineffectual. And its projects are salvage and medical. And this settlement's name is going to be Burrow. Okay. And with this being a deep space settlement, I'm thinking it's going to go clear down here in cell H1412. So we've made our settlements. We've got three different settlements, and we figured out what they do, how many people are there. So we've got two planet-side ones. And the next step that we need to do is to generate our planets for each one of the planet-side settlements that we have. So I'm going to go to the planet oracles. And since we rolled up Spire first, we're going to do the planet that Spire is on first. For each of these, we're going to roll for the basic type of planet it's going to be. And then we're going to give the planets a name because every planet needs a name. So since we rolled Spire first, we're going to start with Spire. And that is going to be a desert planet. A pitiless planet of searing heat, blowing sand, and sun-baked rock. Okay. The name of this planet is Petra. Hmm. That's kind of cool. And it fits. So we're going to put that in the sector with Spire. And we're going to clear that out. And we're going to roll again for Janus. And Janus is an ocean planet. A planet completely or mostly covered by a boundless ocean. And the planet that Janus is on is Ager. A-E-G-I-R. Ager. That's what I'm going to go with. So Janus is on an ocean planet. The next step that we're going to do is an optional rule, but I like doing it. We're going to generate a star for our sector. In my mind, and I've talked with people on Reddit, and on Facebook for with the different groups that I'm a part of, and even on Discord, I've asked a lot of people, how big is a sector? Is a sector one solar system? Or is it multiple solar systems? Is it maybe X amount of planets? And Sean really left this up to everyone to kind of decide on their own. I'm thinking for myself, how I've always played, is that our sector is going to be 
just one solar system. So we're only going to have one star in each solar system. And that solar or that star that we're going to have is a white dwarf shining with spectral light. And I think that's going to go in cell H115. And the star that we came up with, the name is Alderamin. And it is a white dwarf shining with spectral light. The next step is to create passages. In Starforged, how you travel is there is a thing called an, an Eidolon drive or an E-drive. And what these do is these engines harness the power of these drifts in the forge. There are established routes in between different places that are well-traveled. And these ones, once we get into the game, it'll make a little bit more sense, but there's a different move that you have when you are going from along a drift from point A to point B than there is if you're trying to get somewhere that at least you don't know how to get there or you've never been there before and people have hidden the way to it. That'll make more sense once we get into gameplay because I am not explaining it well at all and I apologize for that. The next step is going to be to create passages. So a passage is a charted route with what's called the drift. And people who are traders or travelers, they use these routes over and over again. They're well marked out in the data that you would download to get from point A to point B. If there is a passage in between, it's like driving on a major highway from point A to point B in between cities. Whereas if you get off of that road, you may get lost. You may end up somewhere where you didn't think you were going to be. In the game, there are a couple different moves that you make when you're traveling from point A to point B. If there's a passage there, you set a course. You load your course data into the computer and you go. You just follow that. It's like GPS for your starship. However, if you're going somewhere that doesn't have an established passage, you're going to undertake an expedition, which is those stellar back roads where you may find the place that you're looking for. You may not. You may find something completely different. So it's going to be pretty interesting which way we're going to do that. So we're going to create some passages for these. And with, with us being in the Outlands, Sean has suggested that we make two passages. And I'm going to make one passage in between two of our settlements, in between Janus and the Spire. And I'm actually going to have another passage going from Janus off to what on the sector map would be to the west or to the left. And that passage is going to lead to a different sector. I have two passages, one between Janus and Spire that goes 
out of the way to make sure that we don't run too close into the star that goes south of the star and then up to Spire. And then one that goes straight out from Janus to possibly another sector. Well, I shouldn't say possibly. It's definitely going to go to a different sector. So next we're going to zoom in on one of the settlements. And I think I'm going to go to Spire first. I think that one makes the most sense to me. It's only hundreds. We are a bounty hunter. We're probably going to be looking for somebody. I think that's what that's going to be. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to have a first look at Spire. And we can roll one to two times for this. So first look is built from random scrap. That sounds about right. And it's elevated or multi-level construction. Yep, sounds perfect. And then we're going to come up with a settlement trouble. And there are mysterious deaths there. So our zoomed-in view of Spire, it's a planet-side settlement on a desert planet. It is a corrupt authority. There's only a couple hundred people there. They mostly do salvage and probably a little bit of shipbuilding, since that's kind of a secondary project. When you first get to Spire, it's got different levels to it. However, it's also built from random scrap, which makes kind of sense since it's a salvage operation. And the problem they're having there is that there's mysterious deaths. So I'm thinking that might have something to do with why we're showing up. Maybe the guy we're looking for is the reason for these mysterious deaths. I'm not sure. But since Spire is located planet side, we need to come up with some more information about the planet Petra. We know that, well, basically all we know is that it's a desert planet and its name is Petra. So we're going to come up with the atmosphere that it's got. Once we get closer to the planet in our spaceship, how it looks from space, and we're going to roll one or two times on that one. And then once we get closer through maybe the cloud layer or something, what it looks like on the surface. Our atmosphere we've got there is corrosive. Makes sense for a desert planet. Observed from space, there are vibrant terrain colors and rugged mountains. And a planet-side feature, time-worn cliffside caves. And there's a precursor vault here. A planet-side precursor vault. You want to... Yep, we're going to keep it. So what we've got for the planet Petra is that it's a desert planet a pitiless planet of searing heat, blowing sand, and sun-baked rock. It has a corrosive atmosphere. The corrosive part in the rule book, it says this planet's atmosphere is deadly to humans. As a bonus, it can damage exposed skin, materials, plastics, and metals over time. I'm actually going to tweak that a little bit. Since it's a desert planet, what I'm thinking is instead of the actual atmosphere itself causing all of this, there's going to be a lot of 
a lot of winds, um, a lot of sandstorms, and the corrosive part is going to be more of more of the sand being blown around and scouring everything and corroding it that way. That's the one thing that I do like about the fact that this is a solo game is that if I want to tweak something, I can. And I'm the only one that has to be pleased with it. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm thinking that some of these vibrant colors are going to be like greens of maybe there's some natural copper underneath the sands that have been exposed and kind of oxidized a little bit. Uh, maybe there's some oranges and brown, well, a lot of browns for the sand, maybe some oranges because of maybe some of the iron that's been exposed. It's been corroded over time and rusted. The other train feature that you can see from space is going to be these rugged mountains. And I'm picturing myself, it's going to be one gigantic mountain range that's going to wrap all the way around the planet. It's um, it's going to kind of split it almost in half and they're going to be extremely rugged. Nobody really goes there because of how difficult of a train it is. And it's going to be kind of just a bad place to go. And then once we get on the surface, there's going to be cliffside caves that have all been kind of worn out over time that is going to be close to the bottom of some of these mountain ranges. I don't think at this point that they're really inhabited, but the caves are still there. Maybe a lot of creatures that are there. And we also have a precursor vault somewhere on the surface here. I'm thinking people know that it's there, but possibly nobody's gotten to it yet. We'll see. So that's going to be the settlement that we're going to start with. The next thing we're going to do is create a connection. And a connection is a relationship we have with an NPC or a non-player character. So we're going to figure out who this character is, uh, what they do, what they look like, different things like that. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to figure out what this character does for a living. So this character is going to be a scout. This may be somebody who we're supposed to meet up with. Maybe this is the person that goes ahead, figures out where these guys are, and then they send for us to come in and get the person. Yeah, that sounds good. So this person is going to be a scout. What is their name? Bruno Nader. And they go by Packrat. Yeah. Their first look is they're attractive. And they're attractive. So they are very attractive. That sounds about right. Their disposition, though, is wanting. So they're wanting something. And they're going to be on Spire. And let's see here. We've done some work with this person before. So revealed aspect is they are cruel and they are critical. I'm wondering what their goal in life is. To repair a technology. 
So our connection that we're going to meet on Spire is Bruno Nader goes by Packrat. He's a very attractive guy. He's always wanting something, whether, who knows, but he's always wanting something. But he's working as a scout right now. He goes out, finds the guy, finds out about where they are, sends us in to go and get the guy when we have a bounty. And he is cruel. He is critical. He's always complaining about everything. He's never thinks we did a good enough job. And eventually, there's some sort of technology that he has that he needs to repair, and that's why he's doing this job. So that might come up at some point. So after we've given him a name and everything, what we need to do is, since he's an actual connection with us, he's not just a general non-player character. He's not just some Joe Blow off the street. This is somebody that we've met and have a relationship with. So we need to give this connection a rank. And I'm going to give him a dangerous rank. And if you remember from last episode, the five scale or the five levels of either a challenge, a vow, a relationship, a fight, the five levels are troublesome, dangerous, formidable, extreme, epic. And I think he's going to be a dangerous bot or a dangerous ranked connection that we have. Not necessarily that he's dangerous to us. It's just the name of the level. It just means how much we get a mark when we make progress with our relationship with him. And eventually, if we get a high enough progress in our relationship to him, we can form a bond with him and we can be besties. So after this, the next thing we're going to do is introduce a Sector Trouble. At this point in our journey, we've only heard rumors of something that's happening in the Sector that's not very good. And the Sector Trouble that we have is newly found resource lures greedy fortune hunters to the Sector. I'm thinking that it's that Precursor Vault that's on Spire. It's very difficult to get to there. You can't really travel because of all of the corrosiveness of not necessarily the atmosphere, if you remember, but because of the, 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 the sands, the winds, the scouring action of that. You can't land anywhere near it. About the only protected section that we have that we know of right now is spire and it takes a long ways to get from spire to wherever this precursor vault is so i'm thinking that there's going to be a lot of people that are out to get rich off of this this vault that has just been found so that's going to be our sector trouble so the last thing we need to do to finalize our sector is to give it a name and the name of our sector is Kronos Pit. I like this. K-R-O-N-O-S Pit. I am loving everything about this entire game or this, this particular version of the game. I love all of the games I've played in this, but this one is awesome. In our next episode, 
we're going to actually start playing playing the game. We're all done with all of the buildup. I've got an idea of what our first vow is going to be, what our first mission, our first bounty is going to be. And I'd really like for you guys to come along on the journey with me. Hopefully this audio is a little bit better. Like I said before, uh, I'm new to this, so hopefully we'll get better as we go along. And I hope that you guys really still enjoy this. So if you don't mind, if you like this, go ahead and, and rate it in whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Tell your friends. Share. Whenever I drop a new episode, I'm going to try to remember as I go along to post it onto the uh, Iron Sworn subreddit and to the Starforged Facebook page. So if you're not part of those, they're a really good group to get in with. Everybody's really, really friendly in these groups. If you have any questions at all, people are able to jump in, answer your questions. I've never really seen anybody berate anybody because they want to do something a little bit different or whatever. Everybody's very helpful. Everybody's very supportive. I know there's a Discord, but I don't know if that's a public Discord or not. But all of the information that you may want to know, you can get on that Iron Sworn subreddit, and that one is the best place to get information. And they can lead you to the Discord link and get you all hooked up with that. But if you do a search for Starforged on Kickstarter, I believe that's where you can go to uh, get access to the late backer and there's a lot of products that he's going to be coming out with there are a lot of updates at the end of this month november 21 he's planning on releasing another update to the starforged rulebook so it's a really exciting time to get into this and i am loving every second that i'm spending on this so join us next time where we're going to be going over the the adventures of karthik savala otherwise known as omega and see where he takes the herald of doom next time so thank you very much and have a great day